Good morning. This is James with 77 Financial Group. You're listening to 15 Minutes of Finance, where in the next 15 minutes, I'm going to get you excited about investing. Let's do it. All right, all right, all right. Happy Friday to all of you. It is the last Friday of the month. That means that right after this episode, we will be following it up with Money in the Mirror. If you guys don't know about Money in the Mirror, it's where uh, the last Friday of every month, I go over the past equities that we picked a month ago that we were going to watch throughout the month and go over why they did well, why they did bad, uh, what I think about it, what I thought about it. And then we're also going to pick the equities for the next month. And then at the last Friday of that month, we'll go over those. So if you guys haven't heard one of those yet, go check my last money in the mirror. I try to do them every month. Uh, I did miss last month's, but that's fine. We can talk about those equities still. Uh, There's definitely been some changes. I think uh, one of the equities, uh, a month from when I originally did it, I think it was up Oh geez, twenty or thirty percent in the month, and now it's back down to where it was. So it's uh, it's basically you know neutral, but that's that's why we pick these equities and we go over them because there's going to be a lot of volatility, uh, and it's going to be it's just good for you guys to to hear from a professional standpoint why we pick equities that we do and why we don't pick equities that we don't. Uh, but okay, let me get into the term of the day. So yesterday we had a term that I didn't even know about. It was a Jackson Hole Economic Symposium. So that was the central bank getting together uh, people who work in the central bank, and they just go over important world economic news. And obviously, they do that like probably four to six times a year, I would bet. Uh, If not every other month, then every quarter. But here, let me read the actual definition for you so you can get a uh, get a grasp here. Uh, the Jackson Hole Economic Symposium is an annual symposium sponsored by the Federal Reserve Bank of Kansas City. First held in 1978, it moved to Jackson Hole, Wyoming in 1981. Every year, the symposium focuses on an important economic issue that faces world economies. Participants include prominent central bankers and finance ministers, as well as academic luminaries and leading financial market players from around the world. The symposium proceedings are closely followed by market participants as unexpected remarks emanating from the heavyweights at the symposium have the potential to affect global stock market and currency markets. So if you remember yesterday's episode, the concern was is that, hey, they might want to raise, the Fed might want to raise rates. And that shot down the stock market yesterday, as well as obviously the terrible news in Afghanistan with the people who lost their lives because of the suicide bombings. Um Basically, that whole there's there a bunch of bad news yesterday that came out midday or so, and that dropped the market pretty much across the board. But we're back up this morning. We're on our way up. And um, this symposium actually had positive news. Well, neutral news, I would say. They tend to do what they always do, which is they're very vague. No one ever gives specific information. And that's the other thing I just want to clarify for you guys real quick. Look, no one, if anybody gives you specific information, me, your mother, your grandma, your husband, uh, your financial advisor, anybody. If anybody does that, they're lying to you. Not me, not your grandma, not Warren Buffett knows what the stock market's going to do. There's too many variables. Remember, there's billions and billions, if not trillions and trillions of dollars and millions of people who invest in the stock market. And it all depends upon the, the money flow. So there's a lot, a lot, a lot of variables in this. And the best strategy you can have is know the companies you're in or trust the advisor who's investing your money. Those two things, if you can do one or the other or both, you will in the long run have a successful financial plan. Okay, let's read the news now. I'm done ranting for you guys. It's Friday. We got to be excited, right? Okay, so what's happening in the news? U.S. stock futures are higher Friday. S&P S&P 500 futures are up 0.3%, suggesting the index may erase its 0.6 loss from, fr- from yesterday. 
European and Asian markets are mixed while treasury yields are flat. The 10-year note currently plays at 1.342%. The National Association of Realtors released its pending home sales index for July at 10 a.m., giving investors a snapshot of transaction volume in the housing market. The index decreased by 1.9% in June. Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell is due to speak at the Jackson Hole Economic Symposium later today and could lend some lend more insight on when the central bank might start to tighten its monetary policy. Oil prices are higher. WTI crude futures are up 2.2%, while Brent futures are up 1.9%. Now, guys, those are just indexes that track oil prices. There's, there's no real need to know anything other than that unless you want to look at their metrics and how they decide. Uh, let's see. Both benchmarks fell yesterday amid concerns about how new COVID-19 related restrictions around the world could affect demand. The Energy Information Administration said Thursday that U.S. natural gas supplies rose 29 billion cubic feet last week. Baker Hughes will release its North American rig count report from from the latest week at 1 p.m. OK, well, that's a uh, pretty decent positive news, I would say. We got to see what uh, we got to see what Powell has to say in today's uh, in the second day of the symposium here. But let's go to some of the headlines. Okay, so Apple is set to allow app developers to tell users about alternate payment methods. The firm is proposing the rule change as part of a settlement to a 2019 class action lawsuit from a group of developers who said that its previous policy of forcing consumers to make purchases through the app store was anti-competitive. Very true. Very true. Uh, the Supreme Court blocked the Biden administration's new eviction moratorium. The moratorium was due to expire in early October, but was successfully challenged by a group of landlords who argue, argued that Centers for Disease Control and Prevention had no authority to improve to impose such restrictions. Okay, so what is a eviction moratorium? You kind of know what it is. You kind of don't know what it is. I, I mean, it's like it's like with a bull and bear market. You're like, oh, I know what that is, but really, do we really know? Uh, so, an eviction moratorium is basically a it's a a law, I guess you could say, uh, that goes into effect that says, Hey, look, you can't kick anybody out of, uh, of their houses or their apartments, technically, or houses wherever you rent, but it's not that simple. So in this situation, what Biden was trying to do was say, Hey, look, you can say, Hey, you haven't paid your rent. I'm going to take you to court. And even if the judge rules, Hey, you're right. You didn't pay. You got a GTFO. Like, the law states, hey, well, you can't do that until the moratorium's done. So it's almost like a safe haven sanctuary for a certain period of time. So say it's like, like this was going to go through October. Now, it's it's obviously not working. It's not into effect here because the landlords successfully fought it. Um, but that would have meant that if you didn't want to pay your rent, you didn't have to pay your rent. But most likely in October, you were going to have to, you know, GTFO. You were going to have to get on out. Uh, but... That helps some people, right? The moratorium that happened from COVID, that helps some people. Uh, now, look, the people I know, most people who had their, even people who are my age or people that I knew from college who got their stimulus checks, they didn't exactly spend them wisely. So I'm not saying that uh, that the checks were useless. I know they absolutely helped people, especially like single mothers and single family households. But for the most part, I don't think people made wise choices, which if they would have made wise choices, if they just would have, let's even say invested half of it, they'd probably have, I don't know, two times as much now if they would have just done a normal S&P 500 investment in March uh, when COVID happened. Uh, so just keep that in mind as far as 
uh, moratoriums, right? So good thing, bad thing, help some people, hurt some others. Okay, let's see. what One more. Do we got one more title? We got one more title here. One more market headline. The European Union is expected to launch a formal probe into NVIDIA's $54 billion takeover of British chip designer Arm. The investigation is likely to begin after NVIDIA formally notifies the European Commission of its acquisition plans in September. British regulators have criticized the proposal deal previously. Okay, so NVIDIA makes chips. And where do chips go, guys? Your phones, your cars, your iPads, your Apple Watches, uh, your TVs, uh, Alexa, Geez, every pretty much everything that has a plug-in now gets a chip. So there, Nvidia is a big, big deal. So I invested in Nvidia back in 2017. I mean, it wasn't much. I didn't have any money back then. It might have been. I still don't got any money now. But back then, uh, I probably put like I don't know, maybe 300 bucks into Nvidia, and I don't even know what it was at. It might have been at like 11 dollars. Maybe that's not right. I'd have to go back and check. But it shot up through the roof. And it shot up through the roof right before I sold half of it. So I sold some of it because it was on its way up. And I was like, oh, this is great. I can just make my money back. That's why you shouldn't time the market. My thought process was, oh, this is going to be a volatile uh, company. Boy, was I wrong. Now, not in wrong in the sense that volatility didn't exist, but I was wrong in the sense that if I would have just held longer and I didn't need the money, but I took it out. Uh, it's the same thing with companies like Tesla. If you would have invested in Tesla in 2018 and just waited three years, oh my gosh, I don't even know, 100 times return, uh, 50 times returns, something like that. So yeah, that's all I have to say. It's sad when you pick a good you pick a good company and then you, t- you get out too soon. Or you pick out a good company and you hold too long because then you, well, there's actually never really a hold too long. There, there usually isn't. There usually isn't. So I'll take that back. I'll take that back. Okay, so the big number today. Let's talk about Apple for a little bit here. $752 million. That's how much Apple stock CEO Tim Cook sold this week, according to a filings released Thursday. The chief executive had just acquired more than 5 million shares as an incentive payment for the company's strong stock performance in recent years and immediately sold them off. Apple shares are up more than 998% since Cook took over from founder Steve Jobs in August 2011. Okay, so let me just touch on that really quickly. So Steve Jobs, I mean, he is a considered a legend in the technology community, especially for Apple. I mean, we all know what Apple does. It's there's no its reputation speaks for itself. But Tim Cook had huge shoes to fill and he did he's doing a great job. In whatever capacity that is, that company is thriving. And if you really think about it, I mean, I can't think of something extremely impressive that they've come out with since the iPod iPhone, which happened when Steve Jobs was around. So now Tim Cook has taken that and improved it, um, but that's extremely hard to do most of the time. So it's very hard to create something. It's also extremely hard to take the creator's something and turn it into something even better. So very, very proud of him as just far as a, as a CEO and, and taking that company to the next level. Uh, let's see. Oh, oh, the other reason I wanted to talk about that. Look, when, when a CEO sells or an insider in the company sells their stock, especially 5 million, <laughs> 5 million shares, that's a lot of money. I mean, what is their stock running at now? $180, $200, somewhere around that. I mean, you do the math, 5 million times 150, that's a lot, a lot of money. So what is that, $750 million? Something like that. Um, but what that shows is there's two things. Either he just wants to unload and get some cash, because he's going to have to pay taxes on all that. Uh, or two, 
he's not happy with a couple of things and he thinks that there's going to be some volatility in the coming years or coming months even. Now, I don't think that's the case because Tim Cook is extremely positive on Apple. I'm sure it was the former where he just wants cash. So just keep that in mind. If an insider is selling their stocks, that usually means either they know something, which is suspect, uh, also illegal, or to their, I mean, I'm sure he has, I bet you he probably has over 20 million shares already. So selling 5 million isn't even half of his, of his position. So uh, there's just, a, there's a lot that you could take in there. But when anytime an insider sells, you should turn an ear and start looking, especially if you own the equity yourself. Okay, let me read the last story here. So China to ban tech heavy firms from US IPOs. How long do I got? I got two and a half minutes. Okay. China will propose new rules banning companies with large amounts of sensitive consumer data from going public in the US. The Wall Street the Wall Street Journal reported on Friday, officials said the new rules, which have not yet been finalized, would only affect firms holding certain kinds of personality identifiable information. And that firms with less sensitive data, like pharmaceutical firms, are likely to receive Chinese regulatory approval for foreign listings. Chinese regulators are rolling out a series of new rules for data-intensive firms in addition to the IPO restrictions. The new rules reported Friday would also bar companies from using algorithms to price gouge consumers based on their buying preferences and from forcing employees to work 72 hours a week. Wow. Uh, I don't even know what that means, but okay. Uh, shares of us listed Chinese tech firms had relatively mild reactions to the news. Alibaba shares are 2.9% lower in pre-market trading and Baidu shares are less than 0.1% lower. Tencent music entertainment shares are only 0.5% lower and DD global shares are up 0.4%. Okay. This is China doing what China does. Uh, tech heavy firms. I don't even know how you, cla- I guess they're clarifying it by saying personality identifiable information. I guess that means data, right? So everybody get a VPN. Everybody's been watching YouTube or heard those, uh, you know, the, uh, the VPN uh, sponsors. I don't, I don't have that. I don't have any sponsors. I've been, I've been approached, but I don't, I don't want to use them. I'm, that's, I'm not here. I'm not doing this to make money. But VPN, right? That's an extremely popular ad. And what that does is it protects your data. It protects Chinese companies and other companies, anybody really who wants to look it up or pay for it from getting your information. What do you shop at? What do you look at on Amazon? What are you Googling in Google? If, hey, are you, are you Googling uh, running shoes? Are you Googling a new purse? Like those cars, especially, especially high end uh, Google searches. So think um, Lamborghini, think Armani suits, think uh, high end watches, etc. That type of data is extremely valuable because then they put those ads in front of you. And then that's how they make money. Uh, so just keep that in mind. I think China is doing China things, trying to control stuff. But hey, it's they're allowed to do whatever they want. It's their companies in their country. And sadly, those companies don't don't work in as in as much of a free market system as our companies here in the U.S. do. Okay, that is it, guys. I'm out of time. Listen to Money in the Mirror. It's coming up here as always. Invest early. Invest often. Have a great day. <laughs>